When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Producer Taylor's last day here on the uh, Trav and Slee show before he heads back to Iowa. You were in Yosemite this weekend, Taylor. You said you saw some critters. You had the rooster that would get you up every morning. What else uh, did you run into? So on a hike, I also saw a, a rattlesnake for the first time living Yeesh. in California. Um, really? He only had a few few rattles on him, but he was still looking a little nasty. You give it a wide berth? Yeah, I jumped up and... Did you and, almost step on it? I was probably a couple, like, three feet away from it. Hmm. Yeah. Just laying there, basking in the sun. But I, I, I saw some great waterfalls. Uh, you saw, because I'd never been there before, so first day I went to Yosemite Falls, um, El Capitan, and just kind of did the, you know, the main things that you have to see at Yosemite. The lines were not too bad. It took about half hour to get into the park. But um, the second day we kind of did, like, a more, a more back roads thing. We went to... Um, is a group you went with been there plenty of times? They had like, been there multiple times, okay. so so they were kind of guiding me throughout the whole thing. But we went to Hetch Hetchy Dam and Winamina Falls, and that was about like an eight mile hike on the second day. One way or round trip? Round trip. Oof. And the the first day was a Damn. ten mile hike. That so. that's a lot. Was it? I mean that that at the end of the day you're just dying. Are you just get me to a bed and calling it a night? I was dying, but I was with um a mom and a dad that brought their one-year-old baby and they were, wow. you know, they were taking this, this kid with a, like a, like a 40 pound backpack the entire way. So how'd I, the kid hold up? He was a trooper. He's a jammer. I mean, he didn't, he didn't cry. He just kind of slept through the whole thing. That is, is it their first kid? Yeah. That he is, did 8.4 miles on his uh, watch. That yeah. is crazy. That's crazy. You're that right. first kid, you're like, uh, you're so overprotective about mm. all the first kids and everything else. It's just ab that they and he's just, not going to uh, remember it. No, I mean, but they wanted clearly they wanted to go hiking. They wanted yeah, to go see yep, Yosemite, which yep. I get. But usually it's like, eh, you know, what are you going to do with the kid? Unless grandma, or grandpa, or somebody's going to step up and take care of that kid to just throw him in the uh, papoose and start walking up the trail is deeply impressive. At, at what point of the you said how. How long was the hike? 10? The first day was 10 miles. Okay. And the second day was eight. So at what point in the 10 mile hike are you like, yeah, I've probably had enough? Because oh, it, 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 uh, it, sure. it hit like, a number. Six or seven in. There yeah. were so many switchbacks going up. It was Is just it steep? Super steep, super yeah. rocky. Um, just had running shoes on, so mm. it wasn't really. Oh, so basically, basically ankle breakers, oh, yeah. one wrong step, that thing is freaking What's snapped. the number for you before you're like, all right. Okay, I'll give you a good example. Yeah. So on Sunday morning, um, my girl and I drove down from LA. We went literally direct. We kind of had it all planned out. We are going to stay a night in Solana Beach, and the next day we're going to go to the Pottery game. Next day we're going to go to El Cajon. And the first thing we did on Sundays, we drove directly to Torrey Pines. Okay. okay? And I've told you, you know, go on this hike there. Sure. It's much different. It's not like, that's a real hike. But we park far. And we park far on purpose so you can kind of get, you're looking at a good, let's say, two hours. Round trip? Round trip. And for her, who she's always kind of like, yeah, no, no, this is great. It's awesome. And then like- It's you know, pretty flat though. Are you going in and out of those canyons? It's pretty flat until yeah. you get to the, the front of Torrey Pines and it's all uphill. Right, right. But that's fine. It's uphill for like 15 minutes, right? And then after that, you're pretty much going down. But for her, for where we started, you're just like, yeah, I'm fine. This is all great. It's all good. And then like nine minutes in, there's just like a couple flies and she's like this. I'm like, <laughs> why do I have a feeling you're already bored? <laughs> So I, I think the right number, two hours was, let's not go any more than two. You hit a buck and a half, I think a buck and a half is perfect. It's the number. It was smoking hot, too, so it's like 95 degrees. Ooh, but and, but uh, 10 miles, 8 miles, 10 miles, and it's you're not just enjoying the coastline. You're going yeah. up, you're going down, you you know, the, the terrain, the, everything there, else. There was a great payoff on one of the, on one of the hikes. There was a, a waterfall, so you got the mist at Amazing. the end. and. Got to feel that, and then we also found a, a cliff to jump off. So wow! It, 
It was like 40 foot. Was the water just freezing? Oh, so cold, but it, it was it was refreshing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was 95 degrees. And anybody have a boat out there? Because Trav knows a boat guy. <laughs> I do. I don't know if you guys know any boat. I people. would imagine the water in the in Yosemite was a little different than the water in the uh, Dana Point Harbor, but uh, maybe a little cooler, a little a little cleaner. But it was a pretty good day on the boat. How long does 10 miles take you? How long was that 10 mile? The whole you guys gone for like six, all, seven hours? Day, right? I think it took five or six. Okay. Yeah. That counts as all day. Yeah. Drive, it would take me all day. Yeah. All day. That's that's, that's, a, is, that's a 10 hour day for that, me. When, when did you do that? How many days ago were you doing that? That was uh, the Saturday. So, Saturday, we, yeah. okay, so you've had a few days to kind of, were you just dying the next day? Were you the super day, sore? If, yeah. The legs felt, felt like rubber and uh, everybody wanted to go on another hike. So you got to do it. Tomorrow when we're done with the show. Okay. About one twelve ish, <laughs> just to pick a number. <laughs> Let's you and I hike to Pasadena. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, you you go ahead, and if you get started without me, maybe I'll try we'll to catch follow up. Follow the later. L.A. River, just wherever the L.A. River takes us. Catch Let's a few go. fish and live off the land on the L.A. River as we make our way to uh, to Pasadena. I like Where's this place. Travis you know Lee, you might have turned me around. Okay, I might. Okay. I, I may so, go do. I'm that. like your sushi, Lee. There you go. Yeah. I got I got a scary story about uh, the farm that I stayed on too. It was on indigenous lands, um, so they they told us that the day after, and the first night I slept. Um, I I often suffer from sleep paralysis to begin with, but okay. I don't I, know what that is. What is that? So it's when you're kind of just. Have you ever have you experienced it, Tyler? It's terrifying. Yeah, so it is terrifying. You're, you're in your body and you you can control it, but you can't control it. It's kind of hard. I know to, what you're talking about. It's, it's hard to explain. So your yeah. your mind is very much awake. You are awake. Your eyes are open. And perfectly lucid perfectly lucid your body you have no control of your body in a sense of you are completely still yeah so well, things but, but can be happening but it's, but it's almost like you're in a dream right and you feel like you can control the dream like you know that you're in a dream but you're not awake enough to actually move your body so if the room were on fire you couldn't get out well, no, you could, and you wake up. You could, so you're asleep. You could force yourself. I, it's I really be, hard. To- I would be more asleep. Like what you're saying is like you have full. I, I don't. I'm. I know I'm asleep, but I'm aware that I'm dreaming. Like I'm aware of that. Yeah, there's definitely that. And you can force yourself to wake up, but it's really difficult. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I had a, I had a bout with that the first night, and I felt like it was raining. And I, I mean, I asked my friends the next day if it rained the night before, and they're like, "No, what are you talking about, man?" Oh, and- you were high. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe that. Maybe. Too, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, oh, go on. Yeah, no, I just I I I saw things and it was uh, What did you see? I saw red eyes. That's oh, super, I that's told different. you, Trav. Yeah, terrifying. no, that's different. Yeah, that's I haven't had that. like yeah. animal or human red eyes. I, I have no idea. That's the thing. And they were uh, they, they were above me and I Lucifer. was in, I was in a single person tent. So just by myself, you know, getting bit up by mosquitoes inside, and uh, th- there's frogs all around. Um, on this farm, there's this huge mastiff. Like the the owners had like a guard dog, uh, like I don't know, 120 pounds, and he would bark at just anything. So, you know, that was keeping me up all night. And then the cock in the morning, it was uh, the first night was bad, but the, the second night a little better. After that, yeah. Were you of more? Um... Were you more clear-headed the second night? Could that have been a component? I don't know. Well, I think he explained that it was on indigenous lands and that kind of, I don't know. Oh, it, it, it put my mm, mind at ease little, that, that that might have been what it was. I don't know. Like spirits? I don't know if you're a believer in that, but. I, I'm a believer in weird stuff happening for no good reason. Does that count? Yeah. 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 We need more of these stories, man. I believe in spirits. Red, awesome. Red eyes. Yeah. I mean, right? That, Entirely. I, that there, are, there are bad places on earth, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. that just have stuff going on. I don't know what it is. I don't think anybody knows what it is, but they, we're not supposed to be there. And it's juju. You yeah, like right? you feel the vibe when you're there. Yes. You're just, I'm not supposed I, to be here. This I is looked bad into news. it, and apparently green eyes are what you don't want to see mm. if you're on. What's, what is red that? Red is okay. What does red, red mean? Uh, green, green means, means that you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> no, sleep. Not in this situation. <laughs> I th- I th- green does not go. Pick up your stuff and pack. Yeah. That's scary as hell. Yeah. 
I want to know what I look up what that. red eyes mean. I want to know like <laughs> it's not like a welcome. Like hey, we're all good. Here are my red eyes. Come on in, have a seat. Let's share, welcome. Uh, share breakfast. By the way, that's not usually how it goes. Where it was green probably is just a raccoon. Red honestly, yeah, yeah. What about blue or yellow or you know purple? Like, take me through the uh, the entire. It's rainbow like a chakra thing now. Now we're just getting really deep into <laughs> right, it. Right, right. I'm jealous. I want to go to Yosemite. Uh, Otani is. Still an angel yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. We've got about four weeks before the end of the month. The end of the month, uh, August 1st, is the Major League Baseball trade deadline. The Angels have been steadfast in saying that they're not going to trade him, but Mike Trout's down for a while. Anthony Rendon is down again. Otani's got a blister and a cracked fingernail and just had his his worst outing, arguably, in his Major League career. Back-to-back home runs did not look very good. Um Maybe it changes. Maybe they decide to do the right thing and ultimately move on from him. Can I ask you a question? Have they said they're not going to trade him, but it was more, if I'm right here, wasn't the quote more about as long as they're in it? Like as long as they're competing? Basically, it was as long as we think we have a chance to go to the playoffs, we're not going to move it. Perry Menagian's um, quotes his, right his it was quotes something along those lines. were yeah. we're not going to trade him if we're still in it they're very much in it but they're less in it than they were just a couple of weeks ago of course their best player not named otani is down through the deadline mm-hmm. their second best player who never plays is down again and then otani who knows right it, it can't imagine it would affect him too much swinging the bat so you still have one of the best sluggers in baseball but they're a different team today than they were at the start of the weekend mm-hmm. they're just a totally different team somebody's going to come in and, and and make a nice offer and the angels you know look, let's say they lose again tonight let's say the dodgers beat them a couple of times and that's you good go news from, for dodger fans you get the angels right? next you, you get go, back on track you go from four out to the end of the month you're eight out yeah okay and that, now you got to make a move you asked a question if the Dodgers aren't the team to go and offer a big package of prospects to go get him done, who scares me the most as far as get? They all do. We were talking about this with Mason in Ireland one day. The last thing I want with somebody like Shohei Otani is to let them go anywhere and say, oh, I really like this here. Right? It's that thing of, I want to go out on a date with you. I can't do it on Saturday, but I can do it a week from Saturday. And they're like, great, but Just I am, you know, I am going go out with date. somebody on yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to fall in love. I don't want anybody to go into a Giants clubhouse, a Yankees clubhouse, a Braves club, whatever it may be, get a taste of winning, think that, hey, this is where I want to be, and all of a sudden, you don't you you don't have the inside track anymore. I really do believe the Dodgers have the inside track. Not a guarantee, but the last thing I need is him going anywhere. Unless it's another bad team, which it won't be. Sure. I, I do not want him stepping foot inside of another clubhouse. Okay, then... Why don't you just take that option out? Now, it could just be as simple as this. Maybe the Angels say, we don't want to trade him to the Dodgers. They might not. Right? It just and, and this could be the Dodgers walking in and saying, all right, this might be our window and opportunity. And like you said, what you also don't want is if the San Francisco Giants got Shohei Otani, go look at the standings where everybody is right now. The San Francisco Giants all of a sudden in their minds are going to say, we got a legitimate shot. They of might be the favorite in the division. It might be the favorite in the division, right? So probably would be right. How much of this is also if you're the Dodgers to say you got Dustin May now? We know the news on Dustin May. Clayton Kershaw had a little funky stuff that you're whether you want to be concerned or not. Discomfort. Yeah, left left shoulder discomfort for a player that's already had what is he had 16 starts this year, has averaged about 22 uh, yeah. the last yeah, couple years, 16 yes. 17 whatever the number is. Um if you're the Dodgers are are you not looking at this and paying close attention and saying no no we're we're picking up the phone. We're trying to I know in the past we've had more of the conversation, well what if you can give up nothing? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with giving up nothing. If you give up nothing and the risk of him not not just going to another team, but potentially going to a team within your own division, that also has a track record of having some success. That also, you can go look at the last 10 years and say, I, I know what they've done, but look what we've done. And on top of that, it's not just the benefit of having him this season, he's could potentially sign with them long-term. Sure. I think that's an interesting uh, play there. So there's a couple of things happening at the same time. Number one, the Dodgers are kind of in a weird spot, too. Not only do they everybody needs him, but they kind of need him right now. Yeah. So do you double pay? Do you pay now in prospects, and do you pay again in free agency? 
It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Green eyes, bad. Yep. Red eyes, good. Good. First time that, I've ever I heard of that. thought it was the other way. First yep. of all, any color eyes that I'm seeing in the middle of the night seem bad. Probably not good. Yeah. Especially out in the middle of nowhere. Are you not packing up the car and driving home? Like, if you... I know it's a long way away. Yeah. And I know that you're coming to Torrance. <laughs> I didn't is, drive. That was... A, <laughs> no. Okay, Had you had thing. your truck, would you have dipped? No. I wouldn't have dipped either, but I'd have considered going in the car, <laughs> locking the doors. Something alternatively, for <laughs> I sure. I demon knows how to get inside the car. No, the, the way the technology is right now in a Subaru, you're not getting in. It'd scare the you-know-what out of me. They did... Did you have this, okay, I'm dreaming there's really not red eyes looking at me, or was it a, no, this could be the end. I could I could cash in my chips well, in Yosemite. Well, I didn't really, because I have it so often, and I mean. How I'll, often? I don't know, maybe like once every couple months, and okay. there would be like a presence in the in the corner of the room or something like that. Wow. And yeah, I've never had that. I've never had that. I didn't even know that this existed until ten minutes ago. <laughs> I was now, only now I was only made aware of it because my wife. It would happen to her sometimes, yeah. especially I, at the house she used to live does in. Does it happen to you, Al? No, not like that. I, the only thing that I mentioned was just the you kind of know you're in a dream, and you can't. You, you ever? I've had the conscious dreaming where you know you're dreaming. Like, hey, I'm, I know I'm having a dream. Yeah. I wonder if I could fly, and you start but you, to fly. Yeah, but I've you had can't. That. But you, you also <laughs> can't move. Your, yeah, those are great. But you also can't move your body. That, I don't like, like that. That I've I've had. So I didn't think anything of it until the next day when we were informed that this was like. Oh, so the it the, was close to a burial. Ground. The little seed of of yeah. uneasiness then, had not been I thought, planted. I thought, oh, okay, maybe that had something to do with that. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I would have said, you know what, this is beautiful and all, but I'm going back to Torrance. <laughs> yep, I'm out. <laughs> there has to be a bus stop somewhere near here. Look, that's why I'm you have to here. do, the advantage with Joshua Tree is when you're out in Joshua Tree, in 18 minutes you could be at Marshall's. <laughs> <laughs> Which in this scenario seems like a safer place uh, to yeah, be. Yeah, I would. Th- maybe there's a security guard at Marshall's. Maybe I could go <laughs> You always keep out. a Marshall's at arm's length, yeah, or I always kind of got to yeah. figure out, you know, where, what the backup plan is. It's a very good idea. Let's try a phone call right here. Let's go to Kavina and Robert, Robert, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's going on, Robert? Hey, guys. I just had a question about uh, Otani and possibly trading. If you're the Angels, won't you settle for getting a little less back if you can get someone to take the Rendon contract? Because it's been a bust. So maybe, you know, I don't know what, what you guys think of someone would do that and if, like, you know, the Dodgers would do that. Well, okay. It, it's a really interesting idea. R- do, Rend- do you want some of those numbers? Rendon numbers? Thirty-eight million next year, thirty-eight million the year after that, thirty-eight million the year after that. So, so you're talking the remainder of this year plus three years times thirty-eight. So you've got a hundred and twenty million coming after this year, basically, right? Yep. So yep. that's an insane amount. Yep. Here, here's the weird thing about Rendon, and you mentioned this, Robert. He has been a bust. It, it's that doesn't begin to cover it. It might be the worst free agent signing in history. It's got to be really close because. He's making nearly $40 million. He's the highest paid player on a team that has Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on it. Okay, And Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are not paid poorly. Mike Trout has a 430 some odd million dollar yeah. contract. Yeah. Otani makes $30 million a year. You make more than both of those guys, and you never play. When he does play, as infrequently as he does, they win. They're really good when he plays. He's an incredibly important part of it. I don't, know, get in. I don't know if anybody would take that amount of... Well, you know what? As I'm saying it, I want to stop myself. Might be the price of admission. 
maybe mm-hmm. look the Dodgers took on all sorts of bad money when they got Mookie Betts right David, David Price but it was yeah, 50% of his right they, it was yeah. Boston was going to pay the other but half. it was still a lot and when they made the deal for Josh Beckett and Manny Ramirez a million years ago right they took on and, Carl and, and Gonzo they got Gonzo and, in that trade and, and Adrian Gonzalez like they took on a bu- they they take on bad money so maybe that's part of the the cost now it would also I would assume defer some of the prospects going the other way. So instead of me giving you three or four guys, I'm going to give you one or two, and I'll take that $120 million. Or you split it. It's an interesting idea. If you're the Angels, this is what you're looking to do. Hmm. As bad as it's got to feel to try to move him, to try to move him and get something else bad off your books is not a bad way to go about doing They've it. They've lost six of seven. They're 45 and 43. Um, they're now four games out of a wild card. I, I, I will say this. I mean – if I'm a team, I'm going to keep going back to – I'm going to target the San Francisco Giants. Giants are – they're probably coming back down to earth. <clears throat> They've only won three, I think, of their last ten. The Dodgers are playing about 500 baseball the last ten. Uh, Arizona's a little bit. They're still winning. There's one good team in the National League. They're, they're still winning. But here's the thing. that, that All these teams are – they're not awful. They, no. they can go up against any squad. But I'm going to go back to the Giants for a quick second. Maybe the Giants isn't the best example, but for me, this is how I look at it. Sometimes there's a little defense to not wanting the Dodgers to get the best player in baseball and one of the greatest players that we've ever seen. Sometimes there's a little defense to not just what you're getting, but also stopping another franchise from getting them. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is one of the few markets as well that's on the West Coast that he won. I mean, talk about diversity, mm-hmm. great diversity in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Talk about a good franchise that you could look at. If I told you, give me 10 franchises that you're confident in, in the baseball world, San Francisco is going to be list. one of those teams. Yeah. So I, I say that all with, if I think it's just open market and Shohei Otani can pick whatever team that he wants to go to, not that the Giants aren't on that list or one of these other teams, but if every if there's a, a survey that goes out in the athletic and they interview 100 players and 50 plus of those players said I think he's going to the Dodgers, isn't this your kind of your only shot to get That's Shohei? It, huh? That's it. Are you, you, on my pad, right? <laughs> I mean, was scrolling my note. I wrote it's it might be another team. Giants are a perfect example of it. Seattle, the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees are slightly different, but your best chance to get Otani may be right now. And your only chance to keep him may be right now. Because if he finishes the year with the Angels, and it's just basically a everybody, he's going to rent a hotel room somewhere. Here's a presentation coming in. You got a presentation to try to convince him to come Mm -hmm. here. The Dodgers are going to be very hard to beat in a presentation setting, right? Hey, we've been in the playoffs 11 years in a row we've been to the world series three times we've won one we're back again this year see we, all these young kids we, we have you see this with yep. talent mm-hmm. with a, you're going to play in front of 45,000 people every single night we make a deal at the deadline every year to get something done would you like to sign? it's a tough pitch to beat right but if you're the giants or any of these other teams the pitch could be come on in here let us show you what we're about mm-hmm. let us go win some games let us make a run at these things let me show you the vision that i have for these you're going to get in the playoffs this year you could sell it's much it's a much easier sales job if i have two months where you have to live with me to figure out if you like me or not yeah, right yeah. to figure out whether you like this as opposed to you've got a day or two to make a presentation about why i want to go there i have no idea what you're about i only know what you're telling me mm-hmm. i don't know what it is that may actually benefit the angels too because somebody like the Giants, the Mariners, agreed that look, my we only chance to get this guy is to get him today. Because if he hits the market at the end of October, when this thing's all said and done, he's going to the Dodgers or the Yankees or wherever it is. We don't have a shot unless we can have him fall in love with us before he ever gets. It's to also market. the benefit of making a run this year, sure. right? Just because of how amazing player he is, and something I think that you just mentioned right there is interesting to me. You look at the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are hoping in a perfect world. And I'm not telling you it's perfect. But do you think the Angels, of all the teams out there, if they're going to ship Shohei Otani somewhere, 
Do you think there's a portion inside of Artie Moreno saying, I don't want him to go into the Dodgers? Yes. Okay. Yes. So let's put now, that to the side. Yeah. Let's put that aside. Can I just add one thing before you move on? Yeah. If their package is demonstrably better than everyone else's, they will do it. It's not like we will never do it. If you said, here's Stone, Grove, Pepio, and Miller, they're going to do it. And the only, let me, okay, let, let me go back a step then. The Giants are offering pretty close to what the Dodgers are offering, but the yep. Dodgers are slightly better. I think they go with the Giants. Deal. I agree with you. Okay, so with that in mind, the Dodgers are saying to themselves, all right, well, all these prospects that we have, you know what that pitch is going to be if it's if it's in the offseason and they didn't get Shohei in the offseason? The pitch is going to be, see all these prospects we have? We are going to get rid of them if we need to to make sure your ass is getting to the playoffs and going further. Think about what they can sell, right? If if the Dodgers find themselves in a position where... They're probably not does... going to say your ass. And then, <laughs> they, they, and then, probably not, but yeah. maybe he likes that. Maybe he likes a little salty language. You never know how it's going to go. But if you come in and you say, listen, you are, let's use the Giants in your example. I know you spent a couple months in, in, in the Giant organization, and, and they're great. And Farhan, you know, we used to have him here, and he, he knows what he's doing. He's really good. But you understand that they emptied their bank account to get you here. They don't have anything left. That You're going to join a rotation next year. Walker Buehler's going to be back next year. Clayton Kershaw's still at the top of his game. We're going to have Bobby Miller, who's going to be in the rotation from day one. And then we've got this Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, you know, grab bag of fifth guys oh and by the way you're in our rotation now Clayton Kershaw and and Walker Bueller will be your two and your three you want to go to the World Series let's go what are we what are we waiting for it's still an incredibly compelling argument because you still have and by the way if they move a bunch of those guys they're still loaded with Mm. young players Look, maybe not depending on what they do. Maybe you move Bush. Maybe you move DeLuca, who had a home run last night, or Outman, or any of these guys. Yeah. Whatever you do, there's still plenty okay, more. Okay, so with all that being said, how aggressive are the Dodgers these next couple of weeks? You know my feeling. I, I, I don't know how aggressive they'll be. This is how aggressive I would be. Get it done. Get him in here. Get it over with. So don't, all those prospects that you're talking about – the, 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 there, the, there's a point where you say no. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I, yes I know to that. everything. But, but what I'm saying is that that picture that we just painted about going into the offseason, saying that we got all these okay, guys. Can I give you the pitch on that? If mm-hmm. I'm the Dodgers, you say, you bring them in here like, hey, you know, you got rid of a lot of this depth. What are we going to do next year? Hey, I've been doing this for 10 years. We haven't had a, a lack of talent yeah. for a single day. So don't worry about that. I I'm going to be able to load this thing over and over and over again. That's what I do. I'm with you that... There's no perfect scenario. If you can go get him, go get him. Go freaking get him. Go get him. You want the house? Go buy the house. Mm-hmm. You need that car? You find that perfect used car? I'll take that. Now, if they don't trade him to you, then there's there's only so much you can do. But if you got a shot at going to get him, and by the way, what does that do for your run this year? And then don't we won't even talk about what it does for you down the road. Go it get him. It fixes a lot of problems all at once, both short and long term. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN. Hey guys. Hi Tyler. So there's a TikToker that shared a story. We know. You know. Okay. TikTok, All right, I'm just yeah. gonna move on. Yeah, Travis, I already know. <laughs> so he shared a story about how he was working in uh, uh, in the retail industry, and a guy walks in five minutes before the establishment was supposed to close. He warns him, "Hey, just so you know, we close in five minutes." Mm-hmm. The guy stays for 35 minutes post close, and so the TikToker decided that he was just gonna start closing shop. 
You know, like I, there's nothing. He works at the retail spot. Correct. Okay. There's nothing obligating me to keep my registers open, to make sure that I'm prepared to help you when you're ready to check out. So he closes shop. The, the guy, the guy's ready to check out. He's got a cart full of stuff. And the guy's like, sorry, man, I, I closed up all the registers. I just kind of had to wait for you to leave. Mm. So my question or the statement is you've, you've gone into an establishment set to close and have stayed Sleep. long after the close. Okay. Relax. Whether there. it was, relax hold there. on, whether it was intentional or unintentional factor cap. And I guess I'm going to you firstly. Okay, first off, this is Cap, all right? <laughs> I, I am being accused here. Let me give you the story. Yeah, lay it on okay? me, because I don't know the story. Well, so there was a time where I went to Randy's Donuts, okay? There's one in out in Pasadena, and Randy's Donuts closes at 9 o'clock. I walked in the door around 8.52-ish, let's say, <laughs> okay? So, yes, it was getting a little close to, to closing time. But it's not like I sat there till 9.18 trying to pick which donut to get. Mm. The donut's already sitting on display. <laughs> Nobody has to do anything. Now, granted, the guy might have been mopping a little bit and stuff along those spraying lines. Spraying the counters yeah, down. spraying all the counters. So I'm going to defend myself on this one. I was told that it wasn't a cool move to walk in within 10 minutes of closing. I was not aware of that rule. Plus, they're not even making any food. The donut's already prepared. So I'm going to go cap. Trav? So... I've been on the other Send end of my that, honor, right? I, I've been, I've worked in retail, right. and and I, I think I've told the story. I worked at Sears yeah. for a while when I first got into radio, and I would work at Sears on the weekends and at night because I wasn't making any money doing radio, and this is how I'd pay my bills. And it was kind of understood that you stayed open until that last customer, even if somebody came in the door at eight fifty-five, you keep the door open until they're done. Because to your point, somebody comes up with a cart full of stuff. It's good for everybody, right? Is it when I was working in the hardware department, we were on commission. Mm. I'd stay as That's long a as sale. the guy wanted to go, right? Yeah. I could make a, a you know, 20, 30, 40, if a big sale, a hundred extra bucks. I'm sticking around. I've never been that customer coming in unless I know I'm just in and out really quick. You're gonna grab You're something. mindful. You are mindful I of am a very store mindful closing. of it. Okay. But that employee, the TikToker, you gotta stay open, man. If the, the store is open till nine and or, or it you was a rule this. of the store. Yeah. Like, hey, you do not close yeah. your register until we come by and tell you you can close your register. Can I give you an example? Because this happens at um, I don't know, Target, Costco, doesn't matter where you are. They'll give you kind of a heads up. Hey, yeah. we're closing in 15 minutes. Hey, if you can work your way to the front register. Costco's a little bit different. Costco, I feel like people are there just like shopping around for I don't know how long after, but they eventually kind of start getting you to go towards there. As long as it's within reason, the the issue I got with this guy that thought he can walk in at 8.55 and hang out till 9.35 or whatever the case is, that's just stupidity. It's rude. It's rude. It, it is rude, but if I'm on Unless it's an understanding. I'm, but, but around, I'm with you on that, I'm but at least we around. got like an understanding like, hey, do you want me to get out of here? No, no, no. It's going to take me a while to get all cleaned up. You do your thing. Come back in the next 15 minutes or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think if you're mindful of the fact that the place is about to close and you're, you, you, you've made it apparent- that you don't intend to stay long, that's different. But this guy, 35 minutes. That's a close. long time. It's a long time. It, it, Taylor, it what about you, Taylor? Uh, fact, the only place that I'll do this at is in and out So I live within, like, smelling distance of a <laughs> okay, of, yeah. of an in and out And sometimes it'll be like 12.50, and, you know, I'm just hankering. So I'll drive over there, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad about it, you know? Okay. Next one. All right. Yeah, next one. Even though so, he instantly pointed at well, me to feel bad about the Randy's donuts. But in and outs different. I don't know. They're happy to be they there. Put, so here's the difference with in and out Like, they close at, I think, 130. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think it's 130. If you're in that line at 129, you're, you're in, in that line. And then they put a guy at the back of the line saying, no, 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 no more cars at 130. Mm. That's that's how in and out does it. So even if it takes them 15 minutes, 20 minutes yeah. to put you through the queue, you're getting your double-double. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like you said. They've yeah. usually got a couple ready to go. Yeah. So Ringo Starr of the Beatles, he's the drummer for the Beatles, for those of you that don't know, because I'm sure there are people out there that don't know that. Uh, he clarified that he and Paul would never use artificial intelligence to fake John Lennon's voice on any future tracks. This stems from the group's final Beatles record coming out later this year. Paul McCartney said AI was used to extract Lennon's voice from an old demo. And George Harrison's vocals were recorded before he passed back in 2001. Star says it's the final track you'll ever hear from the four lads. So you'd be interested in hearing, quote, new music created using AI from bands and groups whose members are no longer around. Factor Cap, uh, Tay, I'm going to come to you first since this is a music one. 
Um, I guess Cap, I'm against this. I'm not really a fan. I just it feels so artificial. You know, it's not it's not the real person. It's not creativity. It's just fake. Don't like it. So I, I'm with Taylor on this one because, like, I'll use a, a an artist that I like that's no longer with Tom Petty. Okay, I, I love Tom Petty's music, and I wish that there were more of it to get to listen to. But even if you had an AI simulator that could make music that sounds exactly like Tom Petty, it's not him. Right. It's 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 a computer simulation, and maybe you could argue we're all living in the simulation, mm. but it's not Tom Petty. It's a computer generated Tom Petty. So no, it's a cap for me. What about you, Slee? I'll go fact just out of the curiosity, but it will always be in the back of my mind that yeah, it's this not real. isn't yeah, it's not real. Right. Yeah, I so think, I think I agree. I think I would love to hear what something like that would sound like. Whether or not I like the idea of it is kind of a, a conflicting thought I'm not of the pay for of mine. It. Yeah. Right. But if if it existed, I'd be interested in hearing how it sounded. I wouldn't necessarily want to By the encourage way, they're, that. They're going to do it. Of course they are. They're, they're going to oh, yeah, yeah. because somebody could sell it. Somebody can make some money on it. 100%. People will buy it. It's coming. Oh, it's going to coincide directly with the holograms. You're going to have hologram performances of artificially intelligent created music. <laughs> All right, the next one I got. It turns out the dreams really do come true. Mattel has a Barney film in the works. It'll be adult-focused. It's going to be produced and will also have in it uh, I, I'm awful with pronouncing his name. Danwell Kaluuya. Danwell uh, Kaluuya. 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 Okay, so he's best known for people that don't know. He's in. He's been in Get Out. He's been in Nope. He was also in Black Panther. Uh, he says we're leaning into the millennial angst of the property rather than fine tuning this for kids. Uh, it's really a play for adults. Not that it's R-rated, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being thirty-something, growing up with Barney. Just the level of disenchantment within the generation. You're going to go watch this Barney film, Travis. Factor cap. Oh, cap. So I've gone, I, I, I'm older than the Barney generation. I did not have Barney as a kid, but my kids had Barney, right? So Yeah, I grew up with Barney. Of all of the kid-focused content, the Wiggles, uh, Blue's Clues. Teletubbies. Yeah, Teletubbies, Blue's Clues is a good poll. Do- nice. Dora the Explorer. Like yeah. all of these kind of things. Barney is by far the worst. It, it was by far the worst. It was you, you couldn't have it on. It was one of those things, if you're going to have your kid, you'd have to leave the room. It was impossible to even tolerate for short periods of time. That's an easy one. I'm not seeing the Barney. Slee, you going to go see Barney? Here's what I need. I'm going to lean a little bit towards fact on this one. Here's what I need. I need some people to say, hey, that was really funny. Like, that was a funny movie. You need some good reviews? The fact that they... Took Barney, who I've told Trav this story, Taylor knows story. Growing up, my mom had a home daycare. So Barney was on all the freaking time. It's the only thing that shut the kids up. So I, it's kind of just, it, it's it's embedded in my head. If If it comes out that, you know what, that's actually a really funny movie. I love what they did with it. I love how they use this to prank that, whatever case it is. If there's some good reviews on it, it's good comedy, I'll go see the good comedy. Less to do with Barney, more that they made a funny movie. What about you, Taylor? Are you going to go see Barney? Uh, Cap. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the, you. The Barbie movie is coming out soon, yep. right? I it, think we're anticipating it. I think it's either this week or next I week. I know Emily is peeking for it, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it does look good. It's, I, okay. I, I saw a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. I, is it a no? It's a, a billion percent a no. And yes. I love Margot Robbie. I don't mind Ryan Gosling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, the cast is pretty ugh, stacked. Hard pass. Really? Okay. Hard well, pass. What if you get some good reviews like Slee wants? No, that's going to make still it a no. Never. All right. So the next one I got. <laughs> Once I'm a never, Tyler, I'm a never. <laughs> All right. It's a deadlock. <laughs> Country singer Carrie Underwood and her mom got matching tattoos in Las Vegas over the weekend. Carrie is 40. Her mom is 74. When your 70 year this is Carrie saying this, when your 74 year old mother asks you and your sisters to get matching tattoos with her in Vegas, the only questions are what and where. Underwood posted on Instagram Sunday alongside a photo of her and her family all bearing the same small little heart tattoo on their wrists or feet. I guess there was an option as to where you could get it. <laughs> so you'd get a matching tattoo with your parent or son or daughter, fact or cap. What about you, Alan? Um, if my mom really wanted to get something, which she wouldn't, <laughs> if she really wanted to, and it was something meaningful and it was something important to her, 
than I would. I don't think I'll be running into that anytime soon, but I would do it. Fact, I would do it. Trav, you doing it? It's a half and half. If, if my mom or dad asked me to do it, I wouldn't even think twice. 100% I'm in. If one of my kids said, hey, dad, you know what would be really cool? 100% no. <laughs> All right. Right. Okay. It, 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 it only goes one way. Sure. If folks wanted it, I would do it. But I anything that comes out of the brain of a 22-year-old or a 20-year-old, I'm, I'm out. But you would, ne- so you would never have the idea of approaching your kids to get not matching this, tattoos with you? Not at this point in my life, no. Maybe I'll go through some sort of emotional crisis before too long and change my tune but no i'm good okay tay what about you um cap i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do matching but i might do like a similar you know something that looks the same but not i I just don't want the same one i guess yeah do one more quick one okay one quick one so pete davidson went in on a staten island ferry with former uh co-star uh, Colin Yost, they were on Saturday Night Live together. And he says it was a huge mistake. He <laughs> says he's in the hole following the purchase, but finds the situation funny. The initial plan was to renovate the ferry into an entertainment space, but it, it has appeared to have backfired. <laughs> You've made a big purchase that you immediately had buyer's remorse about and couldn't go back on. Factor cap, Taylor. Um, Yeah, I think like instruments... I've I've bought before thinking oh I'm I'm gonna play this I'm gonna learn a new, a new instrument or something but never picked it up and just had to sell it immediately. Draft? No, because most of the things the the big ones are things that you really think about a lot like cars and houses and things like that. You're just you're kind of in on. And the only other thing I really spend a lot of money on is food, and I've never never looked back. Right <laughs> once once I'm in for that that dinner bill or that bottle of wine. I'm You're all in. I don't. I don't buy a lot of stuff or fairies or otherwise. So no, not a ton of regrets. What about you, Slee? All right, this is fact, but it also was probably my best learning experience that I ever had. In the height, height, right before the bubble in 2008, when real estate did what it did in 2006, basically every one of myself and cousins thought, yeah, "No, we're real estate moguls. We know what we're doing. We had no idea what we're doing." We bought some property. Mm-hmm. That didn't go very well. But that entire process was arguably the best learning experience that I got in real estate. You still have it? No, I do not have that oh, okay. one. Okay. Yeah. But that one taught a lot of other things. And now, you've, now you're now you a real estate player. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, you got you to gotta stub your toe at some point. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to make the mistakes. That's the way that it goes. All right. The Lakers won free agency, according to everybody that writes about NBA free agency. We'll see what Al says next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Got a few tweets here for us, Lee, before we get into the Lakers. This is a good point. Eddie kind of is going back to one of the factor caps that producer Tyler had uh, about coming into a a restaurant or a store or whatever right before it's about to close. Eddie writes, I walk into a place that's about to close with no real problem, but I know I'm going to leave a huge tip for the worker. That's a good one. Sometimes you'll go into that restaurant. Hey, listen, we're just about to close the kitchen. Yeah, kitchen we, closes in 10. Right. Mm-hmm. We can slide you in, but you only got a couple of things, and it's great, and you got you to gotta, you gotta hit that server and the, the staff a, a little, maybe five, that's 10 fair. extra percent. That's, that's a fair. good way to do that. Listen, when I spent that $4 at Randy's. You left six. I left two dollar <laughs> tip. Stop that, dude. We're talking about a fifty percent tip. That right is. There. That's a lot. Okay. Can I ask you something? Do the math. I have to get my calculator out. Oh, I, I think I know where you're going. Go. Go ahead. See if you got it. Are you talking about everywhere you spend now, where they're asking for a tip? Well, there there is that, and yeah. now it's just become where ten percent because somebody they don't they're not doing anything, but when they spin that little iPad around at you, you feel guilty. And they're looking at you. They're and looking I'm like, at, oh yeah. Jesus. So, Can I give you an advice there? Yeah. Go custom tip. Okay. Don't do the percentage. Go custom tip. And this is why I'm telling See, you, if I'm getting food to go, as yep, an example, yep. getting some food to go, and 
typically I'm leaving 20% because I sat there. I ate there. I had a I had a server coming back and forth. They're getting me water, they're they me this, they give me that. If I'm getting if I'm getting food just to go, I'll custom tip. So I'll leave a few bucks. Like thank you. Yeah. But then I'm leaving. Like I'm getting the food. I don't think you have to do a 20% on something like that. Okay. You you that's good that's good advice and I will probably take you up on that. Here here's what I was going to get at. When you have something like at Starbucks, okay? And you go in and it's the the price of your iced coffee, it's $5. Yeah. And they 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 hit you Flip with it the, around. right and it's 10 it's 50 cents. Right? It's, that part is it's also just, true. And it feels so weird. Like even 20%, it's like at the dollar, mm-hmm. you feel like, well, I found my tip. You got a tip, but it's a 20% tip at a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's this weird, is it the amount you're leaving or is it the percent? If you're tipping a percentage on a $100 dinner date, then that's a good tip, right? But if you're saying, I'm a 20% guy across the board and somebody asks for a tip on a $2 transaction, are you leaving 40 cents? That feels so Well, and so to take cheap. it a step further, Slee saying use the custom tip, I think that's actually the way to go now only because a lot of these companies, they're implementing the suggested tips at the bottom. Yeah, yeah They're starting to- at like 22%. Yeah, yeah they are. They are starting. Okay, so just so we're all aware here, how how sure are we that when we leave a tip that that's not going to Starbucks Corporation and their bottom line. That is line. a good point. It probably, I don't know. I have no idea. I only have confidence in knowing in where it's little, going. Probably thing. If there's a little tip jar. A better chance at the tip gotta jar. got to be a tip jar. Who's got cash? All right, here's another one. This is from Trey G. And we're t- this goes back to our Otani uh, conversation about what the Angels should do with him now that Trout's hurt, Rendon's hurt, and they're playing like you know what. This organization has sucked since Mike Sosha left. He wasn't an analytics guy. Okay, I want to just stop on that really quickly. Mike Sosha was a good manager. Mike Sosha is a super nice guy. I got to know him this much, you know, teeny tiny little bit when I worked there. I'm a huge fan of his, so take that for what it's worth. He wasn't an analytics guy, and I think it worked against the Angels for a period of time because he was more of a, an older school guy that wanted kind of to do the things the way that he wanted to do it. And, you know, the math be damned, we're gonna we're gonna run the team the way that I want to run the team, which I think can be useful, but also will put you in some weird spots. The problem with the the Angels is that they have never really had a plan since Mike Sosha left. It was different managers, different general managers, different people having influence at different times to where you've never had a clear vision of, we want to go over there and here's how we're going to get there. And I'll use the Lakers as an example. This most recent free agency period, trading deadline, they clearly had a singular vision on what they wanted to do. And this has been their most successful period of transactions in the last few years because it wasn't a potpourri of voices. I think the Angels have had a potpourri of voices over the last 10 years or so. They have, and I think this has always been your compliment to the Dodgers. Whether you like what the Dodgers are doing or you don't like what they're doing, there's a plan. That there For is sure. a, It's just a very simple, guys, we would love to retain this player, but we got a price. And if it's over that price, now it doesn't follow along our blueprint, our foundation. And they've done that plenty of different times. And there's been some really, really great players to come to the Dodgers or come up through the Dodgers organization mm-hmm. and eventually go away. You might get Julio in a couple months in the same in a similar I think predicament. It's very likely. Very likely that it happens. That the Angels, and it's not just the Angels. There's a, a lot of teams in professional sports where you ask, let me throw a bad example, but sort of an example. The Portland Trailblazers are one of the teams being talked about the most right now because they have no idea the Damian Lillard situation. And I'm going to use and that they just as gave a fortune to a guy that's a good player but not a great player. And, but I'm going to I'm going to go back to the what's the plan? Is the plan to sit at mediocre every single year, yeah. just not good enough to go to go make a run and not bad enough to go get a big time pick? They got a little lucky. Very lucky, actually, to get end up with the third pick and get Scoot, and I think Scoot's going to be a player. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, that falls along the line of what you're talking about. Do you know where you're going? Maybe it's a company that you're working for. Maybe it's you running your own business or operation. What's the direction? It's not every morning you wake up and it's like, all right, let's uh, see what we got today. What's the plan? And that has been that's been the lack of the Angels every single. They got if the, if you want to give the Angels credit in one thing. Give them credit for allowing Shohei Otani to do both. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that other franchises are all looking at themselves now, saying, "Damn, we were in the. All we had to do was let Shohei Otani do both, 
And if we did, we wouldn't have to be competing with everybody else. Maybe Otani would be a Dodger today, and wherever the over 10-year sample size where you're saying they're short on, they're not short. They flourished, and it's because they made that decision. That's the only thing that you could really give them the credit for. I, I give them a little bit of credit for that because they did. You're right about that. But the National League was almost a non-starter in, in retrospect. Sure. Right, because when he came over originally – Pitcher, pitchers to. were still hitting in the yep. National League, which means you, you're you going to have to play him in the field mm-hmm. or not play him, right, on days he wasn't pitching. So the National League was a far less likely destination for him. Now that it is a DH league across it's the board, easy to look at it now. you yeah. can just kind of yeah. say, but I, but you're right, the Angels were the – it seemed like most everywhere else was, look, we want you to do both, but pick one to start, and then we'll kind of add the other later on. The Angels went for it, and it, it hit it, – it, I want to go back to this because th- think about the last 10 months of Angel Baseball. You went from having another a, a bonkers Otani season, right, for the second year in a row, to n- news that the owners were going to move on, that already announced to baseball, hey, I think it's time for me I'm to go sell. on that. I'm going to sell. Angel fans rejoiced. They were thrilled because it was – Whatever that little narrow window to keep Otani got a slightly wider, probably with him being gone. It's the biggest problem that the Angels have is their ownership. Now, if yes. you're moving on from that ownership, maybe now all of a sudden it's a completely different conversation. And all those things that you're talking about, their vision is probably more obvious to other people. Then he doubles back and says, "No, nah, I've changed my mind. I don't want to sell the team." Okay, it's his right. It's his team. He can do what he wants. But there's the that deflating sense of, "Oh boy, here we Very go deflated. again." And it's kind of here we go again. They've been better longer than they have been, but Trout's down. Trout's been hurt a lot yeah. in the last few years. Rendon's hurt again. Otani is this much closer to free agency with about the same percentage of chance you get to keep him, which is something approaching zero. I still haven't heard anybody that thinks he's going to go back to the Angels at this point. And now you're a couple of weeks away, three, four weeks away from him leaving for nothing, which I know Angel fans are hearing, hey, let's give it a shot. I get it. He's going to leave, and you're going to have nothing to show for it. You're going to have had him for six years, Trout for 10 and have nothing to show for it. And the conversation of let's go give it a shot is getting... Makes less sense. It, 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 so it, if they were 15 games over 500 right now and they were sitting atop their division, it's a different conversation. Sure it is. They're going this way and they're plummeting this way. By the way, I guarantee you, I don't know the answer to this, but my hunch, if you told Angel fans, if you lined up 100 Angel fans and you said... Would you rather re-sign Shohei Otani or have Artie Moreno sell the team? I think more people That's a great question. are going to say, we'd rather have Artie Moreno sell the team. So Artie sells the team, but Otani still leaves. Yes. What's or the other Artie, option? Artie stays and Otani stays as well. Oh, that's a great question. Can I tell you why? Look, I th- we got to put that up on social. That's a great question. I'll tell you why. That's at least fascinating. I'll tell you why, at least for me, that I would assume more Angel fans would say, Otani, we love you, but for the sake of the organization, the Can sake of the organization. I'm, I'm going to flip this on you really quickly. As a Padre fan, okay. would you have got to enjoy all of Tony Gwynn's years, and they were good occasionally, yeah. but more often than not, they were not, yeah. Yeah. or would you have had a team that was really good fairly often, but no Tony Gwynn? They're just guys just coming in and out. So Tony Gwynn is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Um, one of my just uh, I grew up Tony Gwynn, sure. Batman, right with the six batting titles, everything else. If it means you're going to have more success, then I would rather have more success for the Padres than I would for that one individual player. Tony Gwynn is pretty good, amazing. <laughs> he is the Padres. He is Mr. Still Padre. Is. Still is absolutely. I don't think that they're getting ready to build the Manny Machado statue. Cronenworth's not getting one out there. <laughs> not and not and not instead of uh, Tony Gwynn along the way. All right, we're doing the NBA next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.